On March 2nd, Poor People's Campaigns throughout the country are gathering at their state capitals, advocating for no cuts to services and taxing the rich. Joining me here on Hudson Mohawk Magazine are Katie Carroll. She is a co-coordinator with the Capital Region Poor People's Campaign. Hey, Katie, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, boys. And Joe Paparon, who is a tri-chair. That means they have three co-chairs, essentially, for the New York State Poor People's Campaign. Hey, Joe, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So let's start off by talking about the action and March rally happening on March 2nd. So tell us what we need to know, Joe. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, Blaze. Uh, So this Saturday, March 2nd, um, not only in Albany, but actually all around the country, 32 states and uh, Washington, D.C. are holding simultaneous state house assemblies, uh, mass poor peoples and and low wage workers uh, state house assemblies. And our goal with this is to uh, gather together poor and dispossessed, poor and working class people uh, from all over our state, from all over the country to make our voices heard, to lift up. A, share, a shared vision and unified demands um, through our state houses and point the way towards uh, an ongoing campaign through the rest of the year um, around uh, voter education and mobilization, uh, as well as just continued organization of poor and working class people. Um, so before I get too far, the details uh, for this Saturday in Albany for our listeners, we're going to be gathering at 10 o'clock at First Presbyterian Church in Albany, that's on the corner of State and Willett Street. Uh, We'll have a short march down to the state capitol and then a rally at West Capitol Park, uh, probably about an hour and a half, and then we'll make our way back up to the church for uh, lunch shortly after that. Um, We're expecting several hundred people. And the unified message around the country is uh, that poverty equals death. Part of our unified demands around the country is that Poverty is the fourth leading cause of death in this country. Uh, over or almost 300,000 people are uh, die every year um, due to poverty-related issues. That's more than homicide, gun violence, diabetes, or obesity. And of course, depending who you talk to, many of those things can find uh, direct or indirect connections to poverty as well. Um, and this is something that is just not talked about. It's not on the radar of our state legislators, uh, our national legislators, uh, when we look at the presidential debates from 2020, there were 15 different presidential debates. None of them devoted even 30 minutes to poverty. Um, we have in New York, we've connected this to one of our uh, recurring campaign uh, initiatives, a poor people's state of the state, um, where we lift up particular demands at our state level to address poverty. I want to follow up when you say poverty issues. What does that mean? Give us some examples. Sure, certainly. We're talking about healthcare. We're talking about food insecurity. We're talking about um, environmental and uh, ecological devastation. Um, we're talking about housing insecurity. Uh, and and I mean, I could I could go through and give examples on on nearly all of these things. Uh, one that is particularly um, important to us in New York that we've been following and organizing on is the Medicaid cutoffs of the past year. Um, When COVID started, there was a public health emergency declared and the annual redeterminations for folks um, to determine whether they were eligible for Medicaid were paused. Uh, Medicaid roles expanded uh, hugely. And for a lot of people, this was the first time that they had consistent and solid healthcare. 
even if they'd had health coverage in their jobs before the pandemic, if they lost the jobs and then were able to get on Medicaid, they found out that Medicaid was better than some of the insurance plans that they were offered through their employer. Um, but now, uh, as of last year, that has been ended uh, and the redeterminations have started. And in New York, we've already seen over a million people be forced off of Medicaid. Uh, and this is devastating. Obviously, Medicaid uh, is for poor and working class folks uh, who don't have many other options for their health care. Um, so this is this is a, a major way that our, our policy decisions uh, are, are harmful to poor and working class people. I know Reverend Joe has done a lot um, of advocacy on the specific uh, poverty issue of medical debt. Um, and I think that that issue uh, provides some really good examples of the precarity that people live in and how so many people are just one, uh, one you know, medical bill away from being ruined. So um, yeah, I'll, I'd love to talk more about uh, what we're doing here uh, in New York and in Albany. Uh, so I love the state of New York, but we in our state, we see a tremendous amount of inequality and inequity. Uh, we have ultra rich people in New York that hold a staggering 6.7 trillion in wealth. And at the same time, 8.2 million New Yorkers are poor and low income, um, which is unacceptable. And so that is why uh, so Joe mentioned the poor people state of the state, and that is our take um, and our response to what the governor does every year, which is the state of the state. And we, uh, we find the state of the state to generally be lacking in the way that it addresses uh, the intense and pervasive needs of poor and low income people. So uh, we and we hear messaging every year um, coming from the governor's office, from our state, uh, our state legislative leaders that, you know, it's going to be a tough budget year. It's going to be a tough budget year. We, you know, we're going to have to find savings. We're going to have to cut, you know, this or cut that. And we simply do not find that acceptable. And so we are demanding that there be no cuts to life-saving services, that we fully invest in our communities and we make the rich pay their fair share. Uh, because we can eliminate poverty if we just uh, our our state budget um, is a values document. It it basically outlines where we are going to put our priority, and we have deprioritized poor and low income people. Um, I'm going to flesh out um, our demands a little bit more and say that we are refusing the politics of austerity, which is what I talked about. You know, this idea that we don't we simply do not have enough, and we. Uh, you know, the pie is not big enough. We, we just can't meet people's needs. Um, and so, yeah, I, uh, uh, what, what else can I say? What, what else can I answer for you? Right. And when you think about it, Katie Carroll and Joe Paparone with the Poor People's Campaign, they're joining me, Blaze Bryant, here on Hudson Mohawk Magazine. There are, what, something along the lines of about 120 billionaires that, we're asking or the poor people's campaign is asking to be taxed among other organizations that really in the grand scheme, when you talk about the amount of people who hold all the wealth versus the amount of people that are impacted really isn't that much and shouldn't be that much of an ask in your opinion, right? That's exactly right. We, we had an opportunity uh, to meet with uh, the legislative offices of the Senate Majority and Minority Leaders at the State Senate. So Andrea Stewart-Cousins, our Senate Majority Leader, and Robert Ort, uh, the Minority Leader. Um, 
the assembly speaker and the minority leaders' offices did not get back to us to meet. We would have met with them too. Uh, but one of the remarkable things as we talked with them about these issues uh, that we, we lifted up and pointed out is that it's not partisan, right? Like when you look at the, the layout of poverty around our state, you've got, if, if you only went by the, the Democrat, Republican, you know, color-coded map, that, that actually doesn't tell you very much about who is poor in our state, where poverty is. Um, you know, the, the highest count, the counties with the highest poverty rates are the Bronx County down in New York City. And then it sometimes it trades, but uh, uh, Montgomery or St. Lawrence County uh, up in central New York and the North Country are, are often uh, competing for that, right? Um, we have upstate cities that have some of the highest rates of child poverty in the country. And at the same time, massive rural poverty as well. Um, and th so this is something that cuts across these partisan divides. Uh, and then additionally, I think relating to our poor people's state of the state, um, there have been some good policies that have been passed in recent years uh, at our state level. And yet, if you are engaged and connected with people who are struggling, poor and working class people, uh, whether you're at a, you know, a food pantry or a soup kitchen breakfast program, or I'm, I'm often spending time with folks who are living on our, on our streets in Albany, uh, the conversations around these policies that happen in the state capital versus what people need on the street are just so wildly, wildly out of touch. So, you know, we were hearing these legislative staffers defending their bosses' records, rightfully so, and yet there's so much more that's needed. Um, and, and part of our messaging for this action on Saturday, too, is that uh, poor and low-wage workers uh, can be a powerful political force if they can be organized uh, and, and bring, their, bring their demands to the ballot box. Um, that's a complicated thing. And this time, uh, you know, with the the various positions that legislators are taking uh, up and down the ballot, um, and yet we know that uh, organized poor people can be a powerful political force to to shift elections and and eventually shift policies. Katie, thirty seconds. Tell people how they can get involved with the Poor People's Campaign. Uh, please show up on the second, um, and and we will <laughs> we we will we will get you what you need. Um, let's see, we are at NYS for New York State, ppc.org. Um, all of the information is there. Um, and I, I really look forward to sharing our, what will be our uh, Poor People's State of the State report as well. Um, but all of the information about our demands, um, the campaign, how to get connected is there. We'll have to leave it there. And once the report is out, we'll talk again. Joe Paparone and Katie Carroll. Thank you both for being so generous with your time. I really appreciate it. And thank you. Thanks, please.